You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less every week. And we are coming at you just having watched the most recent Atlanta episode, and it was I think raw on many levels. I mean, there's a lot of heavy topics being discussed on there, but we've got a lot of going on between Candy and Todd with their daughter slash stepdaughter. We've got really kind of hard to sit through conversations with Dennis and Portia. And then we've just got Michelle Obama sprinkled throughout. I thought that was the most random thing. I'm like, why is Michelle Obama being brought up every 15 minutes? I mean, I think because Michelle Obama is, I feel like, the Jesus. <laughs> it's like she just she just is wise and I feel like she's obviously well respected within her own community. So <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And no, her I memoir. Mean, but yeah, no, I agree though. It's it I mean, was funny the episode title was Michelle Obama. Like what would a Michelle Obama do? Which yeah, is funny. Which, it was perfect. I love Michelle Obama too. I think she's I mean in so many ways, I think she's almost like just the perfect first lady because she definitely has an opinion. She is not afraid to be herself. She is confident. She's active. She's got those guns and is proud of them. She dresses well. She's beautiful. So, I mean, I get it. I just it's don't just find funny. myself every 15 minutes thinking, what would Michelle Obama do in this situation? <laughs> but maybe I will. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong in life. Maybe. But, um, so we've got sort of a lot going on. Um I guess we, I think we should kind of start with Todd. Um, so there's so that with Todd and Candy, there's kind of a lot going on there. Um, what was your take on everything? I mean, my take is Todd is a dick. I really yeah. want to like him. And I haven't, again, like this last season and this season, it's been a minute. Like I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things with Atlanta and reminding myself of whether or why or why I don't like someone and I'm just not a fan of Todd I'm glad that they're happy in their relationship but as a father he seems kind of like a dick like his daughter he couldn't be there to send her off he doesn't know when they're gonna speak which was weird when Candy was describing that situation that they went a month without speaking and she's worried it's gonna go even further which that's a lot to take on for herself it was just a weird thing Yeah. And they were living in the same house when they weren't talking for a month. It's not like, oh, I live on my own and we keep playing phone tag and I, you know, we've missed talking for a month. They are under the same roof. It was just kind of disheartening to hear that. And I just feel so bad for Candy because she's got a lot on her plate, you know, even though she's not carrying this child, 
She is preparing to be a mother again. She has a three-year-old. She has her own daughter living in New York doing an internship. And it's also sort of that uncomfortable line with Kayla because she is not her mom. You know, she's a stepmom. And I think there's a lot of boundaries um, that you have to respect. So she probably feels really kind of pigeonholed in this spot where there's not much she can do. Absolutely. And she said it too, as she was describing this baby girl that's coming, she's kind of nervous about how Todd's going to be. It's really weird. You usually hear father, daughter. This is a reason, reason why you hear like mama's boy, father, daughter. You don't usually, you don't usually hear um, the opposite, I suppose in this situation, but it's just very strange. And I'm curious to see how they're going to handle parenting situations because they both seem to be very strong willed and opinionated on how things should be done. And clearly they're going to have to come to some agreements with Ace. And now I forgot the baby girl's name, but the new baby. Um, Ace named her. It was his idea. Why am I blanking? I want to say it's Blaze, but I don't think that's it. I think that was Eva's baby. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't can't remember. remember. We got mom brain. It's been snowing. We've been home with our children. (laughs) Can't remember. Uh, But from there, though, we go to the most awkward pub crawl. So I've done one of those. It's Marlo and Portia, and they're doing one of those bike pub crawl things where you've got to pedal to move the thing forward. It is fun. You usually don't have to pedal that much, but typically it's filled with 12, 14, 16 people. It's very rare. It's just two people on this little barsicle is what ours was called i thought that was just really odd there was just it, the two of them all these open seats i mean it was pretty hysterical and the fact that marlo was dressed up in the most ridiculous outfits she is so entertaining for multiple reasons but her choice outfit choices she doesn't care what she's doing she's gonna wear sequins in like a bra top and do this and sweat in it i don't know that seems kind of weird and uncomfortable but what i liked about their conversation I'm glad that they made amend as friends, Portia and Marlo, but I thought it was, she made an interesting point that women tend to be harder on their friendship sometimes than guys. I've seen this play out in my own personal life with other friends of mine, where it seems like the guys gets another second chance more quickly than a friend may. It's just, I thought that was a kind of a good point there when she was talking about all that. I, I thought it was a really good point. I think she went a little bit down a rabbit hole and she's like, you know, we put ourselves at risk for diseases by sleeping with these men. <laughs> the, the guy <laughs> leading the bike thing was like, what are they yeah. talking about? <laughs> but no, I think she made a really valid point. It's, you know, we, if a man cheats on us and our friends say, you know, don't give him a second chance, leave him, you deserve better. And then we do give that guy a second chance. We're more likely to ditch those friends who have been there for us than the person who wronged us, which is a really... Good thing, I think, to bring forward, considering everything Portia is going through with Dennis and just letting her know that she does does deserve better, but don't ruin your friendships over this man who clearly does not care for her. And we'll go into that a little bit further. But um, the best part for me after all this is, you know, what better way to celebrate riding a bike than to have a big hot dog? <laughs> yes. And the they go to dog. Dennis's hot dog restaurant, which I just thought was an odd choice given that Dennis is the world's biggest dickhead. I don't think I would support his business ever. No, no. And Marlo was being such a potster. Like, let me call him FaceTime. Like she's trying to kind of force things along for Portia. It was interesting, but I mean, yeah, the hot dogs look good, but I don't know that I, I guess that when you're drinking, I mean, there's a reason why they're street dogs. 
that people <laughs> want them when they're I, drinking. So it's like the yeah. same concept here. But it was a little too coincidental. Good job, producers, that the route ended up ending up around that area or wherever his hot dog restaurant is. So perfect. It was so perfect. Uh, I did love that she was stirring the pot, though, because if this was a normal friendship and I was just watching, a, you know, somebody that I know FaceTiming, I don't even know what you call Dennis. He's just a baby daddy and barely that. I would think, what a jerk. Why are you doing this? However, for those of us watching, it makes for good TV. And she did say I love you at the end. Oh, she did. I I don't think I caught that. But uh, yeah, that so, whole, we'll get into that well, relationship. Now I'm questioning it myself. The snow day has really done a number for my memory, No, but... it's okay. It's okay. There's a lot. It's a lot with four shows and we're almost to yeah. the end of not having four shows. So, so there's so many details to remember. What was your take? So Nini, basically her appearance in this episode is with her life coach that I'm saying in quotations here, because I think homegirl needs an accountability coach. I'm not, I don't really understand what Nini's doing. I'm all for improving yourself, but I also think you need to be accountable for your actions and have responsibility for them. Absolutely. There's a difference between just doing what you just want to do and doing what is best and what's healthy for you. I was so annoyed when the person was saying to her, your friends have to understand when you're healing and going through a time of growth that you're not going to let yourself be in certain situations, referring to the whole marching band hair product for that Kenya came through at Marlo's party. I don't think Nini left because she felt that it was going to be not a place of healing for her. She left because one, I think she was afraid of Kenya. I don't think she wanted to deal with it. I don't think she wanted to deal with any of the ladies and it was kind of a perfect exit for her. So I just, I feel like it's such a cop out and I hate when people say, Oh, I, you know, I'm working on me. So I'm basically just going to be super selfish and not take anyone's feelings into consideration. No, and Nini, who was once a fan fave, one of mine back in the day, I feel like her time is running out. Like, I, I feel like there's been rumblings and rumors about this could be potentially being Nini's last season. Nothing has been confirmed, but it would not surprise me based on her attitude on and off camera. Completely agree. And the fact that she wasn't at BravoCon and all of the women hinted at she wasn't there because she wasn't being paid enough and doesn't care about her fans enough. And there have been posts of people who've had interactions with her lately, and she has not been very friendly or kind or appreciative to friends. So, or fans, maybe her friends as well, but mostly <laughs> fans. And I do think it's time for her to go. I, I don't think the OGs are these protected citizens when it comes to Bravo. I think if they're not giving us good TV, if they are basically just, horrible human beings they shouldn't continue to be paid at the high amount we know the ogs are and nini brings in a very big paycheck for atlanta huge paycheck all those years of being on tv it's like her head she's kind of got a um a case of vicky gumbleson where yeah. she thinks she created the show she thinks her <laughs> shit doesn't stink and that she can get away with anything but not so fast lady i hope andy calls your ass out as a side note, though, I do think Andy and Nini from um, just watching their interactions, I always feel like they have a good friendship, though. So I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what happens? You know, not to go down a rabbit hole, but, you know, he posted or showed something on his show that was Nini wearing. She wore a dress to something to watch what happens live and the strap broke. 
And then I guess she got it fixed and she wore it for one of her interviews for Atlanta and he called it out. And even Eva was saying, that's pretty shady. So I don't think he, he said he didn't intend for it to be, but she got very upset about it. And I, so I feel like they typically have a good friendship, but I also feel like there are probably moments where she is really mad at him and he probably just doesn't care. Very, very true. Well, shall we talk about the moment of this episode? Oh, God, I feel like in leading up to it, too, like as if like we have this heavy moment with Portia and Dennis. But before we get there, we basically have to listen to Kenya cry to a lawyer about how she doesn't have a prenup and she's basically about to get a divorce. So, I mean, it was just hard. Basically, there's no prenup. So there's nothing that protects her assets. And that's what she was learning. And she started crying, saying that, you know, there's I'm sure it's hard to know one, you're probably headed down the road for divorce and two there's a good chance that a lot of the things you have worked so hard for in life whether it's houses you know investments bank accounts could basically be wiped in half so before you know that was so hard and then we sit down well we don't really sit down but Portia and Dennis sit down with the therapist and I feel like I was sitting right there next to him and I wish I was because I wanted to punch him in the face Yes. So a couple of things. I commend Portia for even sharing this much with us viewers, because I feel like we've literally have seen step by step her thought process throughout all of this. And I have no idea what I would do in this situation. That being said, my jaw dropped that Dennis essentially says he cheated because I mean, he didn't say this verbatim, but because she was dealing with some postpartum depression how what a low blow that is a dark like as someone who's experienced a form of postpartum postpartum anxiety specifically you're in a very dark dark head space and for someone to kick you while you're i'm gonna ruin this analogy kick you while you're low that low is horrible it's extremely extremely selfish and for what just to get your dick wet like excuse I mean, me but no, like, come but on it's so bad it's horrible and for someone so who has not who did not experience postpartum depression i will say you do not want to have sex for quite a while after having a baby one things need to heal two you're exhausted your body literally just went through war to deliver this amazing child and i'll be honest there's a little bit of resentment because Many a nights I was up at 2 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 4.15 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m., and my husband rolls out of bed at 8.30, gets ready for work, goes on his way, and it's like his life did not change. So, no, when he comes home from work, I'm probably not going to put on the romance and be ready to, you know, get get down and dirty. And that's a normal part of having, uh, after having a baby, let alone going through postpartum depression. I just can't believe that that was his reasoning for it. And he also said the one thing that just really pissed me off is that sex when your partner is pregnant is not what you want it to be. I mean, I think both people could say that, but that's, that's like, but makes also, you feel awful. Like you, you're part of the reason why I'm in this situation and no, I'm not feeling sexy and loving this either, but you to verbalize that and then cheat on me because of that is awful. And I'm glad she called him out and said, you know, it was after P was born, I saw the text messages. So you didn't just cheat on me when I was pregnant because you didn't find me attractive. You, and then he admitted to the whole postpartum thing. I just, 
I don't know. I hate saying this. I just hope somehow they they are not like they break up right now. I know currently they are together for what we know. I yeah, believe. I believe they're together. I, yeah, I don't know how she's going to even defend that. I will say, like, again, I feel like her thought process and how she's been talking to us in those confessionals, I respect her in the sense of just sharing that much of herself because that's a lot to share. And I'm sure there's a lot of shame in feeling being cheated, shame in how he's making you feel there, shame in how your family members could judge you if you decide to go back. But ultimately, she is going to be connected to him one way or another forever. So I guess time will tell if they get re-engaged. I don't think they're re-engaged. I think they're just together. Together. I think they're just together, but it's mo- more than just co-parenting. Uh, and we'll, sure. I mean, we'll see more as this plays out. And I'm sure by the time the reunion rolls around, a lot will have changed. I don't think this is something where necessarily life is the same after filming. I feel like they're in such a volatile situation. I think there's probably going to be a high likeliness that he messes up again. So I, I don't think this is the end of it, that they're in a healthy place and they're going to move forward. I, in some ways, would be happy if that happened for her because I think she deserves happiness I just think she deserves a lot better than Dennis yes a thousand percent and it can't just be all about the hot dogs yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) so moving right on to Jersey though we are still on the trip and I okay I love that you made a note about how swimming with the dolphins is like your number one thing on your bucket list it is it's like a lifelong dream of mine I was recently in Mexico and we were gonna do it and it didn't work out but it's literally one of my I don't have a dolphin tattoo (laughs) I know you're someone listening is probably thinking does she have a dolphin tattoo no dolphins are my favorite animals would you ever get one fuck no no I would never do that (laughs) I 50,000 followers Vanessa's gonna get a dolphin tattoo. Oh my god, no, 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 no. But I love dolphins. I think they're the smartest, cutest animals, and it's just something I've always wanted to do ever since I was in middle school, probably. So it's on my goal number one that I want to do. So I loved watching them swim with the dolphins, and I was so annoyed with Teresa and how freaked out she was. I would love to swim with the dolphins. It's not on my bucket list, but I think it'd be a really fun activity. I think. Dolphins are like the sweetest animals. They seem, I don't know, they just seem very friendly, very affectionate. I think it'd be very fun to swim with them. I don't think I've ever heard of someone being attacked by a dolphin. So I feel like it's a very safe thing to do. But I just think that's very on brand for Teresa to be, to make it about her, make it so she's a center of attention and make sure it's good TV and that that's the one thing people are talking about. So she, I guess, achieved that because we here we are talking about it. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think it was a, it was a good trip all in all. I thought that was a good thing that they all did it together, but then, um, or no, they didn't do it all together. Did they? No. I mean, I feel like splitting up, we kind of see this in Dallas too. I don't recall. And maybe because we're paying a lot closer attention to this, but I feel like splitting up is like the new thing on the vacations. We saw this a little bit in OC. There was just well, a little we, click. We've seen it with Beverly Hills too. When they were in, um, Bahamas. No, even before that, the season before when they were like eating outside on a beach, it was in Marrakesh. We saw it there too. I think, no, maybe they weren't in Marrakesh. Now I'm thinking of something else. They were somewhere, um, Dubai. I think that's where they were. They split up. Like some people went shopping, some people didn't. Um, so I do think in times they split up for a few activities, but usually for the most part, there's something they all do together. Yeah. And um, it does seem like a, with recent trips, they have not done it 
but no, it just felt like the entire vacation or however many nights they were there, they only showed up together for their dinners, but everything else was separate. And I don't recall that much splitting up in other seasons. And maybe it's how it's being edited and there's a lot more they did together that they didn't show, but it just felt very split up like two different trips in one. With 2020 just days away, a lot of us are probably thinking about our New Year's resolutions. Oftentimes, people want to lose weight, learn a new language, pick up a new hobby. But one thing that you should be thinking about as 2020 starts is your mental health. Why not start off the year in a great space mentally and work to tackle maybe some of the problems and uh, demons of your past? And that's why we're so excited to have partnered with BetterHelp. And in that partnership, we're so excited it's an, it's guys, it's really an affordable option. They've even partnered up with us to give Real Moms of Bravo listeners 10% off your first month with discount code Real Moms. So don't, I mean, like Abby said, get started. Make this a priority. It's so important. Go to betterhelp.com slash real moms. It's really, really easy to get started. You fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Again, guys, to get that 10% off, go to betterhelp.com slash real moms. So while the dolphin thing's going on, uh, Jennifer and Marge are shopping together and Jackie's issues with food comes up. And I think this is foreshadowing something that we're probably going to see throughout the season, I'm guessing. And she also, I think either today or tomorrow is going to be on Teddy Mellencamp's podcast. And so I'm really curious to see if an eating disorder or just, you know, triggers of food comes up on that podcast. But I feel bad for Jackie because I feel like she's basically living under a microscope. And every time they do like a montage of her ordering, like saying she's ordering a salad. And I don't know, I just feel like it's unfair to necessarily say just because she's ordering a salad that she's now like not eating again. I feel like something like that stays with you forever. And food is not the way... My relationship with food is obviously very different than Jackie's relationship with food. I, so I feel like that would just be a challenge in general. Like, I think that's something clearly she's overcome or, you know, how she shared that she's overcome it from her words, but I would imagine it's something she thinks about a lot and it doesn't really help if it's being heavily scrutinized by other people. Yeah, right on. I I don't think there's any more I would could have said about that. And so, but I did love though. So while they're on the trip at Frank senior and Dolores's new man go out for, I mean, it looked like it was lunch and they're, you know, having a conversation. I thought it was cute that Frank was looking out for Dolores by saying she's going to want some sort of a commitment uh, for before moving in. But I felt like that's something that she should have been saying to him. I didn't feel like it was Frank senior's place to necessarily say, you better propose to her if you want her to live in this house. What did you think about it? I mean, I, I thought I look at their relationship now as kind of like a brother sister relationship and just being like really, really protective. Maybe he's seen Dolores hurt. I mean, he obviously has because he was the one of her because they were married, (laughs) but maybe it's one of those things too. He hasn't seen her this happy, hasn't opened her heart up. She maybe doesn't do that. Dolores comes across to me as very guarded. So I'm guessing he's just coming in protective and making sure like this is his Italian way of being like, Hey dude, like, don't fuck this up. I'm going to need a commitment from you. Like don't hurt Dolores because she's an amazing friend woman and she's given up a lot for you. So I don't know. I, I kind of, I could respect it. It is a little bit out of line, but I would love to have a friend like that in my life. 
who's like look that cares that much about me who's looking out for my best interest yeah that's true and they are i mean they really are best friends so i just thought that was uh i thought it was a sweet moment though just to, to see frank and him getting a meal together it shows he really cares about dolores but also that he and dolores's boyfriend you know do have a relationship and maybe it's not necessarily by choice they probably wouldn't have been best friends had he not been dating dolores but um they you know through different twists and turns of life, they seem to embrace one of one another. Um, so then that we go back to Jamaica and really the key thing that we see next, or like the best part, I think of the entire episode was the roast and the dinner where they're all pretty much getting along. Everyone has kind of said that they, you know, Dolores tells Jackie, she's sorry that she just wants to move past it. Jackie seems a little hesitant, but agrees. It just seemed like everybody was kind of over the drama, which makes sense because honestly, I did. I felt like that drama was not needed and came out of nowhere, particularly Marge and Teresa. You know, I just, I'm, I'm glad it seemed like everybody was somewhat letting it go. It was overplayed. The drama, I was over it. I was like, okay, we don't need three episodes talking about Jackie versus Dolores, Marge versus Teresa. Yeah. I was done over it. And I'm glad they were... Uh, for now over in the episode, but that, so Teresa reveals that Marty and Danielle are hooking up. I was not anticipating this at all in the episode. Were you? No. And I love that, you know, Marge of course does not, you know, believe it. And she's talking about how Marty hates her so much. And I wrote down that it was my favorite quotes. And now of course I can't remember who said it, but I loved that whoever said it said a stiff dick has no conscience. I think it was Jennifer Aiden. Yeah, that sounds like her. I just thought that was one of the funniest things. And it was very funny and very accurate. I just like couldn't get over it. And of course, and Marge calls, tries to call Joe, then calls Marty. He denies it. Then Danielle calls Teresa. And I, first side note, I need a professional photo of you. So when you call me, I know <laughs> that's what shows up. It cracked me up that it was like a stock photo of Danielle. We're really, I, we need Getty images of ourselves so we can put yeah. up for our contacts. We're really lacking on that. 2020 goals though. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So clearly, I mean, Teresa's like, well, Danielle's mad at me. Cause obviously Marty then called her and was saying to Danielle, I think it was more, who did you tell? I think they definitely hooked up. I don't think Danielle would have lied about it. I think Marty is a, a normal man and apparently just, like you said, wanted to get his dick wet and he knew he could with Danielle. Yep. I think he, I think it definitely happened. Uh, for sure. So then we have the roast though. And I am shocked. Nobody was upset by the roast. It seemed like everybody really got a, like had a good sense of humor about it. Everybody got a good chuckle out of it. They were talking about how funny Jennifer is. My only thing is typically a roast is like when Jennifer said she wanted a roast, I thought they were going to roast her. I didn't realize it was just basically her roasting everybody and doing, doing impersonations of them, but it was hilarious. <laughs> it was really funny. I like, and you know, you know, I've said this a couple of times now, but I'm really liking Jennifer. I mean, she can be a little problematic at times, but I like her a lot more this second, her second season than last season. I was not a fan last year. I wanted to like her. Different people were telling me she's so funny. She's so great for the show. And now I totally see it. I I love Jennifer. Maybe not as a person. I might not want to be best friends with her, but she is really funny. I would definitely go get a drink with her and go out with her because I think I would just pee my pants laughing. So I think she's a good time. I think she's been great for Jersey. And I agree. I'm really coming around to her. 
I also am coming around to the fact that Joe Gorga, Melissa Gorga, and Teresa are finally in a place where they're all having very honest conversations with one another. And I think this is really nice to see because Teresa's going through so much that she doesn't need somebody just giving her lip service. So Joe's appeal is denied. And she keeps saying, well, we're going to fight it. We'll keep fighting it. And even the lawyer saying less than 10% chance. And I like how Joe was kind of bringing to light to her, like, you're just going to drain all this money that you've worked so hard to get back, you know, because they didn't have money after all of the bankruptcy and fraud and all of that. I think Joe convinced Teresa that it was kind of time to let go of this. And I think she even said, I'm fighting for my girls. I want my girls to have their father. But I... I think it was really nice to see that Joe and Teresa are in a place where they could have that conversation because that's the advice I would give my sibling if they were in those shoes. I also think that was a launching pad for Joey Gorga's inspirational quotes that he does on his Instagram (laughs) page. If you all follow us, you know how obsessed I am. Abby, I don't know if you are, but with his inspirational quotes. So... (laughs) I, mean, I enjoy them. I feel like you like have like a Google alert. The second he posts them, you're like, oh, it's shared to our stories. I'm like, oh man, another one from Joe. But I mean, awesome. it's every day. There's, I mean, he's shirtless in some of them. He does the Joker. Like this was a, per- I mean, this is a launching pad for him. I'm ready for a coffee book table of Joey Gorga's inspirational quotes. I'm like, here we go. You and I are like pushing books. I was pushing Captain Sandy. You're pushing <laughs> Joe Gorga. Bravo, people, if you're listening, basically, we will buy your book. We will buy your books. Except. I'm not going to buy Danielle. I almost said Danielle. I will not buy Danielle's book. I am not going to buy Leanne's book either. I want her off the show. I, it's, you know, it's so frustrating because coming into Dallas, I knew Leanne is a polarizing person. It seemed like a lot more people had more negative things to say than nice. So I was kind of going in with blinders off seeing what she's really like and she's a hypocrite she sucks man i extremely disappointed no sense of accountability very selfish it's just stop making things about you it's not about you yeah it's not about you leanne oh gina it's not like sometimes like and deandra even said this and i'm skipping way ahead but in general just listen to people say you're sorry and you move on I mean, basically all of Dallas was kind of about just Leanne being upset with everyone, her racist ways that didn't don't really quite come up yet. We do see previews of it uh, coming to halt or coming, yeah, coming to halt with the finale. But it, basically the whole thing was just about her being so, she got so mad at Cam and Cam, you know, obviously felt like she didn't do anything wrong. And then Leanne's trying to tell Cam that her, you know, reputation is going to be tarnished which even Leanne later said in an interview, interesting that she's talking about my reputation when she's the one who's like, I'll probably be okay. She's the one saying all these things. It's going to hurt her reputation. I just, I felt like even in the press, you know, now her apologies are so half-assed. She's not owning up to anything. It just, I don't know. I just, it, it didn't need to happen. It didn't need to be there. And her whole, just like conjuring up all this drama and then all of her racist comments mixed in there. I it just made for for me, a really like bad episode. I think it could have been so much better. There were moments where it was funny. Cam eating everyone's food when they leave was hilarious. So I just, I don't know. And then Brandy and Stephanie, you know, having their little date, like there were funny moments in there, but it all was overshadowed by the racism and then just the overreaction to the drama. Oh, Leanne. Yeah. 
sucks. It's exhausting. Like I'm even tired talking about it. Like it's just so exhausting and I cannot wait for Andy to rip her new asshole at the reunion. We got a little preview or his thoughts or his temperament, I should say, about the situation on Watch What Happens Live. And he, yeah, he said they talked about it for I he called 90 her, minutes or yeah. something. I don't know if they talked about it really for 90 minutes, but sounds like they talked about it for a long time. So I can only imagine the things he said to her as well. So I'm just curious, curious to see how Bravo is going to respond to this. We hear we're hearing shakeups in Dallas and whether or not Leanne is going to be a part of that. Yeah, I think Leanne's out. I think probably before the season, they thought she might be one then that could carry it, you know, no matter what changes they make. And they probably were planning on keeping her, but I don't know how they can stand behind her after this. I don't know what the future for Dallas holds. We've heard a lot of rumors about streaming and other things, but I just think regardless, uh, if Dallas moves forward, it has to be without Leanne. I just don't think there's a space for somebody in there who can say things like chirpy Mexican and not understand that that is a racist, horrible phrase. And that's, I mean, that was, I feel like we're keeping it really brief, but that was basically it for Dallas. And I don't know if I really want to give Leanne any more attention. And she kind of took over the episode. <laughs> yep. So next. Next. Bye. Felicia. Um, Bye. We did have a good OC. So there were so many classic lines. Um, Saying that Ernest Hemingway is a big dick daddy might have been one of my favorite things. Like, I knew he was, like, a literary genius. I actually had been to this place um, in Florida that's, like, a bar and all of the – it's, like, wallpaper that's all just, like, from his different books and stuff. I forgot what the name of the bar is, but it's cool. Um, I did not know that Ernie Hemingway, though, was blessed with a large dick. Did you know that? (laughs) I mean – I don't know where that was in my high school books. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I would have remembered chapter, that. <laughs> chapter was missing on that, but I loved it too. I thought it was so funny. And I love that Kelly just knew so much and was so into it. It was very entertaining. And I was very disappointed that Vicky didn't even know who Ernest, he- Ernest Hemingway is. I think of Key West and the cats and I think of Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. I just thought, I mean, I seriously thought that like, I'm not a, a history buff. Honestly, there's many times where I feel like my high school failed me because I don't really have, I think, a strong foundation of uh, knowledge, which is why my high school has probably since closed. But <laughs> I couldn't believe that Vicky didn't know who he was. I, just, I know. That, yeah. But um, <laughs> I guess Vicky was just too uh, consumed with the pain of her ankle. No. And one thing that was a fun fact that came out of this episode is Emily used to date a drug dealer. Were you surprised by that? She said it's so casual. It's like from like drug dealer to Mormon. Like that's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And we're going to touch on this in a little bit too, but I'm just loving Emily more and more. I know in earlier other episodes, I've talked about how she's a snooze, but guys, I've changed my mind. I am here for Emily. I will stand up for her. I'm fully converted. Uh, yeah. And I just, I think she's kind of, I, I, I applaud her for not being influenced by everyone and doing what she thinks is best because of her character, not doing what will keep her on the show. I think honestly, Part of the reason why we didn't like her was because she has more integrity than some of the other people that we see in other cities and even this um, franchise with Orange County. But she has not turned on Kelly. And I'm thinking that's why probably after the show, her and Bronwyn became friends is because they both 
truly do love and care for Kelly. Um, but I, I'm loving Emily. I love that she just casually said she dated a drug dealer. Um, I, I love them as friends. I didn't realize she has an anger issue. I think a lot of Emily's anger probably centers around a very um, unsupportive partner that she's married to, to put it nicely. But I just, I think Emily's doing a good job of showing things about her connecting with certain people on the show while also being pretty funny. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of my dislike for her, I think, is a lot of it's Shane or previous dislike for her. With her without Shane, like, don't film with your husband. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just don't, it's, it keeps things light. She's a lot more enjoyable. It's less heavy. But I do commend her, though, too, that her and Kelly and later in the episode, they went and had a kind of a therapy session together. And that was refreshing to see them open up and go through that together. I thought it was nice. I think it was a good moment. I had no idea that Emily had anger issues. And so it was, it was good to see them kind of bond over this. And I think it's showing why those two are friends. It didn't necessarily make sense, but now there's probably some other conversations that have happened not being filmed or that were not aired. And now it's under, I understand why these two are such good friends. Yep. And I was sad to see Tamara still being pissed and going after Kelly. After I thought they temporarily made up. I did too. It seemed like they had resolved it. I, I don't, I really don't understand. I don't understand. And Gina's short hair. I was like, yes, your hair looks <sighs> better. I love that she said she basically had to get rid of her extensions and then she has to not color it for a while. So she cut it because basically the ends of her hair are dead, which they, it, I mean, her hair has got to be fried from all that bleach. That is not, oh, that, that's not good. That hairdresser. Oh my God. I wonder if she called her like ripped her a new asshole like no one should ever do that to your hair no one they put her on the hairdresser's name on the episode i don't know if this hairdresser i mean she might be homeless in orange county right now like i don't know how she's getting clients after this i don't either i do not know either oh lord wow yeah. but that this? was i mean deep breath Whew, that was a lot to take in but that was this week in bravo and tonight is the orange county um finale so, and then the reunions tomorrow, we've never had this where it's like, boom, boom. No, it's kind of going to be very interesting and exciting. Is this the first time Bravo has done this? You yeah, think? I can't think of a time where it's been finale, like one night and then reunion the next. I think the holidays obviously play into it, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to watch it all tomorrow because it's going to be like ripping a very uncomfortable bandaid at times. I am really looking forward though to the clips I've seen in the reunion. It seems like people are standing up to Vicky I'm I'm really excited about that. And we know a little bit just from a, a birdie who told us some things. We may or may not have interviewed this birdie on our podcast at BravoCon. So I can't wait for her to deliver some of the lines that she told us about. Absolutely. And so our shout out, and we started talking about this, but she deserves more time and attention, is goes to freaking Emily Simpson. If you all were asleep and under a rock, don't worry. We can fill you in on this drama. She had some words with Vicky, exchanged some words with Vicky on Twitter, and her clapbacks were on another level. It was hilarious. It was so funny. She needs to tweet more. I'm sure she does tweet a lot. But basically, the tweet started. Uh, Vicky was like, watch Bravo, Bravo last night, and it was shocked to hear Emily bash me about my age of 57, referencing me as old. Should I be in a um, convalescent home and geriatric? Really? I can't change my date of birth, and you will get there, too. She said, and I said, senior citizen, McDonald's and Arby's offer senior discounts for 55 and older. So enjoy your roast beef sandwich. 
which Amazing. was hilarious. And then Vicky then replies and says, I don't eat fast food. And then Emily replies with a picture of her with the in and out. And I about died and fell out of my chair with that. It was so good. I all, all hail Queen Emily. That was unbelievable. I want her and Kate Chastain to have a show together where they just rip on Bravo Labs and call them out for all their shit. It was so witty, so funny. Like I didn't know the side of Emily existed, and I'm loving it. Give her another season just so we see more of that. It was oh, unbelievable. It was so freaking funny. I just, I mean, Abby and I are on our phones a lot doing internet things <laughs> on the Real Moms Instagram <laughs> internet page, doing internet things. But I have a lot of respect for people who can be really funny on the spot, and that just blew my mind. So, Emily, you have a forever fan in the both of us. For sure. And so with that, that is wraps up our episode. And this is our last quote live episode of 2020. We will, or 2019. Oh, no. I was going to say, don't rush 2020 on us. We're done guys. We're taking a year off. We have achieved so much that we're doing a sabbatical. No, we will be coming back in 2020. Um, but we have uh, an episode that we recorded with Eliza from Face Reality 16, where we will be talking about our top 10 things Bravo related that happened in 2019. Um, and with that, you know, we will see you in the new year. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.